Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... We're more likely to believe an important local businessman than a foul-mouthed jerk from out of town. Foul-mouthed? Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you made Donald Trump the Republican nominee, America, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Saturday, May 7th, 2016. I was in the house when the house burned down edition of the show, where we talk about winning the general and saving the republic and what you have to do. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by Ass Relax, the combination laxative and muscle relaxer for people with perpetually puckered sphincters, leading to impaction. Too many Americans suffer from PPS-I, going through their lives tight-assed and full of shit. Ass Relax helps loosen you up and clean you out. Ass Relax is medically proven to provide relief in 24 hours or less or your money back. There is no reason to go through life so tight-assed and so full of shit. Try an ass relax, and by tomorrow night, you'll be all right. I blame not heaven, but rather a society that tells its youth that the answers can be found in the MTV video games. We must pray that the other teenagers of Sherwood, Ohio, Know the name of that righteous dude who can solve their problems. It's Jesus Christ, and he's in the book. We begin our show tonight by pouring one out for our homies, Ted Cruz and John Kasich. For the better part of a year, we've lived and loved together, and now, at the end of all things, we are called upon to remember the good things about Things like, things like, I can't honestly think of anything good about Ted Cruz or John Casey. Oh, 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 wait, 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 I got one, I got one. Neither one of them are Donald Trump. So, one for me, and one for my homies. I mean, I, I hate it when I'm right. Uh, don't get me wrong, I like being right. I just wish I was wrong about this thing that I was actually right about. What the hell did you just say? I mean, I said last week that Donald J. Trump would be the nominee, and we all knew it, but we all still held that little tiny sliver of hope. And then Indiana just took that hope and smothered it with a pillow like one does an elderly relative who just refuses to die. Tuesday night was the unwilling euthanasia of all of our dreams that the United States is not as stupid as we actually know it is. 
Today, we live in a world where a major party nominee tweets a photo of himself eating a taco bowl on Cinco de Mayo, in which he proclaims his love for Hispanics. What are you doing for the Latino community today? I might have tacos when I go home. I'm not quite sure yet. From your average Republican asshole, this would merely be another tone-deaf statement from a man who has predicated his entire campaign on anti-Latino racism. It is a stunning display of dick unprecedented in American contemporary politics. And the GOP's one-time hashtag, Never Trump, has become hashtag rollover and present belly to Trump while the once-and-future stud king Paul Ryan sorta kinda disses the great orange rectal tear by saying he doesn't really like his face. All that makes the inflamed hemorrhoidal tissue turn right around and do is say, well, I I don't like your face. What? What? What did he say? What'd you say? Did he say something? You're lying through your teeth. You're lying through your teeth. Buzz off, huh? Buzz off! Buzz off, kid! It's less an election cycle than a first-grade playground fight. And just like said first-graders, by the time recess is over, they will all be eating glue together. Because when you're a Republican, it's more important that you support the party than you do what is right for your country. And thank God, Democrats are nothing like that. People are sorry. I just can't bring myself to to do that. How about you, personally? I don't know. I'm going to see what happens. Really? Really. I I cannot believe it as as you're watching the rock. Well, you know, some people feel Donald Trump will bring the revolution immediately. I have one thing to say, and that's, damn it, Janet. (laughs) That's right. I forgot stupidity is not a unique Republican virtue. They're just more open about it. Because I've heard more than one person of a liberal persuasion utter similarly stunningly stupid things about supporting Trump in order to bring on the revolution. And look, I'm not here to harangue Sanders supporters again with all the rational arguments about the kind of math out there. Is this just math that you do as a Republican to make yourself feel better, or is this real? And the various facets of reality. What I want to talk to you instead is about saving the fucking republic because let me be clear when i say i am calling on the american people to save the republic this is not me being hyperbolic i don't understand the words you just said all right let me dumb it down then right now you're mad You believed you were robbed, that the system is fucked, and you in particular were fucked by the Democratic Party. Some people are thinking about staying home during the general election. Some people are thinking about voting for a third party. Some people are thinking about voting for Trump as the way to make things so bad that people finally wake up. Some people are really fucking stupid. The second that Donald J. Trump became the presumptive Republican nominee. This election morphed from a question of politics into a question of survival for the country. It is no longer a question of whether or not Hillary Clinton is the ideal candidate, whether she's far enough left to please you personally, or whether or not she is a Republican in her heart. It is a question of whether or not you want Donald J. Trump to be the fucking president of the United 
fucking states. Let me be clear. If you stay home, or if you vote a third party come November, you are at least tacitly supporting the forced deportation of 11 million people whose only crime was how they crossed the border. You will be supporting the destruction of families because a portion of the family does not have a piece of paper. You will be endorsing the categorization of legal immigrants to this country as rapists and murderers, not based on any rapes or murders they did or did not commit, but solely because of their country of origin. You are agreeing to the registration of American citizens in a database for increased surveillance by the government because of their religion. You are giving the green light to institutionalized tortures of persons convicted of no crime based merely upon a suspicion that they might possibly hold information about crimes that have not even been committed yet. You will be party to the murder of innocent women and children because they are related to someone who is only suspected of terrorism. You will be embracing an economic plan which will speed the accumulation of wealth by the 1% and literally cripple not just our economy, but the entire world in a financial crisis that makes 2008 look like dropping a quarter down a subway grate. You are granting power to a man who believes that women are inferior to men in every way and you will be embracing a man who has fomented racial hatred and openly threatened violence in order to secure the office of the president you are allowing a mentally unstable narcissist whose only tangible achievement in life is the marketing of his own ego your refusal to vote against him in a meaningful way seeds the fate of the united states to a group of people who live their lives in fear ignorance, xenophobia, and hate. In short, you are letting the least informed, least intelligent, and least responsible people in the country decide its fate for every one of the rest of us. You are ceding control of the country, not only to Donald J. Trump, but to Greg Bonecutter Jr. These are the facts of the case, and they are undisputed. Whom, you might ask, is Greg Bonecutter Jr. According to The Guardian, Greg Bonecutter Jr. is a former nurse on disability from Latarte, West Virginia, and he is an avid Trump supporter. When The Guardian met him at a Trump rally, he was wearing a Make America Great Again hat and a shirt that proclaimed, Hillary sucks, but not like Monica. He stated he was a longtime Trump supporter who backs the nominee because he was someone with whom, quote, you knew where you stood, unquote, and was, quote, sick of politicians, big money, scams, cover-ups, and lies, unquote. He's a registered independent. But he said he thought Obama was, su quote, sucking Muslim tail and an apologist to terrorist actions, unquote, and, quote, if it was up to me, we'd bring back public execution and there'd be several trap doors in the White House line, unquote. Bonecutter warned darkly that if Clinton was elected, there might be another civil war. Gawker Media 
called Greg Bonecutter Jr. the platonic ideal of a Trump supporter, which is very likely true, mostly because Greg Bonecutter Jr. hasn't a faintest fucking clue what a platonic ideal might be. Do you think I'm an idiot? Maybe, but I know Greg Bonecutter Jr. is, and he's voting for Trump. Right now, you are thinking, oh, there is no way Trump is getting elected. I'm angry. I can sit with someone out because I just can't stand Hillary. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what else? We all thought that Trump would never be the nominee. Look, I don't think we're going to see a President Trump. In the end, I have faith that the system works, but that is only when we pretend participate in the system. The fastest way to see a Trump White House is for Democrats and non-aligned liberals to stay home. I'm not saying you don't deserve to have your voice heard. What I'm saying is this time is bigger than one election. It's bigger than party loyalty or ideological purity. And I'm not calling on Bernie to drop out or change his tone. What I'm, and I'm not saying that liberals need to suddenly pin an I'm with her badge on their back backpacks and man a call center. I'm not saying that you have to sacrifice your principles or your discard your deeply held beliefs. I'm asking you to put them all in perspective when compared to the idea of a dangerous man in the Oval Office. I'm asking that when the time comes, you put aside anything but what is best for the country and act upon that decision. And I know I'm preaching to the Democrats right now, and I've, everything that I've said has been directed at Bernie supporters, but it goes double for you Republicans out there. Now, perhaps triple for you Republicans out there, because you too are charged with the same responsibility to the common good as we Democrats. It's just that... You guys never actually show it. And while I would like to say that you've not been good stewards of that responsibility since Eisenhower, this year, your party has literally shit the bed tonight. And someone has to change the sheets. Guess what? You guys need to pull them off too. To call back a phrase from 2012, you guys built this, so while you might not like it, in fact, you may hate it more than anything else you've ever hated before, but Republicans who do not think that Donald Trump is good for America need to vote for Hillary too. Not because you like her policies, not because you think that she's good for America, because she's not Donald J. Trump. And if you don't, then you are supporting the exact same rant that I just did like two minutes ago. I mean, you guys do love America, right? Why else would you be wearing those little flags on your lapel all this time? It doesn't make any sense otherwise. Over the coming months, you're going to hear a lot of pitches for party unity from all sorts of Democrats and Republicans. At some point in time, even Bernie Sanders will look at you and tell you to support the nominee. That's going to be Hillary, by the way. You will be asked to put aside divisions that have fueled the debate during the primary and cast your vote for the next president of the United States. 
Most of you will do the right thing. Some of you will be really pissed off when you vote, but you'll still vote. Polls say that 80% of Democrats will vote for the nominee no matter who she is. And I believe that, that this message is for the, is for the 20% that, you, that hashtagging never Hillary. Get over it. That's right. Get over it. To put it another way, shit or get off the pot. If you're going to be so tight-assed that you are either not going to vote out of spite or will vote for Trump to hasten some sort of bullshit fantasy revolution, that is like burning down your house because you're worried the smoke detectors aren't working. Because if for some reason something goes wrong and we wake up in November with a neo-fascist demagogue heading to the White House, you get to live in the mess you created just like those of us who voted against him. We all get to live in the mess that's been created. And I'm not going to blame Greg Bonecutter Jr. out there. That's like blaming a puppy for shitting in the house. Shitting in the house is just something like Greg Bonecutter Jr. does. But when you, my progressive friends, when you know better, you didn't have an accident. You chose to drop your trousers, squat over the good rug, and it's always the good rug, and dump your load. And now someone is going to come along, rub your nose in it, and whack you in the mouth with a newspaper. And that sounds like an awful lot of work, and frankly, I don't have the time nor the inclination to travel the country spanking you all with newspapers. And what with print newspapers shutting down left and right, I'm not even sure I would get that many newspapers. So do the right thing. Hillary may not be your ideal candidate, but at least there will be an America left when she's done. We cannot say the same thing about Donald J. Trump. That's it for our show this week. It's a short show because I'm tired. I'm fucking tired and I'm scared. You should be too. It's not funny anymore. It stopped being funny a long time ago. So for me, Dave Bledsoe, producer Gavin, and all the fictional people on this show, we want you to fucking listen when we say, you thought you had the shit until Bernie got smoked. Now keep your promise or the country is broke. Time to put down the sippy cup and take a look around. The place is fucked up. Before Donald Trump tears the nation to the ground, you do not want to be in the house when the house burns down. See you next week. In the house
Podcasts.